Hey friends, what's up? This is Katie. Thanks for joining me for the second mini episode of Not So Molly Mormon podcast. Uh, if you listen to our last full episode, Sarah and I talked about Mormon hell and Satan and demons and all that good stuff. So in keeping with that theme, especially because it's coming up on Halloween soon, I wanted to read a very interesting message I got from one of you lovely listeners regarding spooky things. And it got me thinking about different Mormon myths, Mormon urban legends. Um, this this particular one that I'm going to read isn't necessarily, per, you know, just Mormon in nature, but I can get into a couple more of those after I read this. All right, guys, let's get spooky. So this sweet listener, she writes, I just listened to your podcast and it was so good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> She says, I gotta tell you the story my dad used to tell us as children. He served his mission on the Navajo Reservation in Arizona. He and his companion angered a medicine man in a nearby town, and he cursed them because he had, quote, the priesthood of Satan. (laughs) So, one night, a few weeks later, my dad and his companion are asleep in their trailer, And my dad woke to many voices talking outside their trailer, and then it sounded like the voices moved inside. My dad just laid there trying to go back to sleep, but after a while, they didn't stop. So he looked out the window and saw two animals with grotesquely bent limbs and glowing eyes staring at the trailer. He woke his companion and they barricaded the door until morning. The next morning, they called the mission president and were transferred out of the area the same day. Years later, my dad was doing some reading and realized that the things he saw outside his trailer were skinwalkers. That story scared me away from anything to do with the devil until I was well into my 20s. (laughs) Okay, so thank you to the listener who sent that in. Um, I thought that was super interesting and... I wanted to talk a little bit about what she was saying there with the skinwalkers. If you don't know or have never heard of them, uh, I have because I grew up in Utah and I now live in Arizona. And skinwalkers, it's a it's in Navajo culture. It's a type uh, an, a skinwalker is a type of witch basically, that has the ability to turn into or disguise themselves as an animal. And there's lots of folklore surrounding this, where people say that they've seen one on a Navajo reservation, or they've been chased by one in their car. But of course, there's absolutely zero real evidence for these things. But it's still a common thing to be frightened of, especially in this part of the country. It's similar to myths like werewolves, right? Or um, Bigfoot, which 
I started thinking about Bigfoot and that brings me into my next story I want to tell you all because Mormons have a very interesting (laughs) history with Bigfoot. So maybe, I don't know if, if you were Mormon or if you are Mormon, you may not know this, but there was a man in it, he was an apostle of the of the church at the very beginning of the church in 1835. You know, this was still when Joseph Smith was the big head honcho and all that. So in 1835, this man's name was David W. Patton, and he was part of the the first founding apostles of the church. And he said he has this legendary story where he said that he was riding, he was, I think he said he was in Tennessee or somewhere like that. He was riding on his horse and suddenly he noticed a really large person walking by him that was as big as the horse, as tall as the horse, and had dark features and was covered in hair, wasn't wearing any clothing. And when Patton asked him where he lived. He said he was a wanderer and that he was a miserable creature and that he couldn't die and his mission was to destroy the souls of men on earth. And um, so Patton said that he rebuked him and said, by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, power of the holy priesthood, get away from me, right? So he tells this story to his comrades, the Mormon comrades, and they, you know, they they think, oh, maybe that was Bigfoot, you know? Well, this story gets published in his biography, and it is later used in 1969 by... Spencer W. Kimball, who was the prophet of the church at that time. And he has some very interesting quotes, but Spencer W. Kimball wrote a book called The Miracle of Forgiveness, which was widely published and is still in pretty much every Mormon household. It's very common. I can picture it in my mind right now. And he related this story of (laughs) David W. Patton seeing this being and Spencer W. Kimball made the connection that this Bigfoot looking guy was actually Cain. (laughs) Okay, so for if you don't know, people who don't know, Cain is the son of Adam and Eve. So going way back, way back into the Bible, you know, there's Adam and Eve, and then they have kids. <laughs> they have uh, Cain first, and then they have Abel. And Cain is really jealous of Abel because Abel is God's favorite, and Cain kills him. Cain is supposedly, you know, in if you're a Bible-believing Christian, Cain was the first person to commit murder on this earth. And so when he did that, God was pretty pissed off, as you can imagine, and God um, cursed him. 
and there's lots of things that we can delve into about that curse, but (laughs) apparently part of the curse was that, you know, he was marked by something and also he couldn't die and he was cursed to roam the earth forever in misery and be Satan's helper. And (laughs) so Spencer W. Kimball in 1969 was relating this this supposed Bigfoot sighting of David W. Patton to uh, to Cain, and that they are one and the same. And this got wildly popular in the 70s. And so whenever there was a Bigfoot sighting, which <laughs> coincidentally, a lot of them happened in Utah, in the mountains of Utah, um, people just started to say that you know, that's Cain. He's coming for us. He's working for Satan. He knows we are the chosen people and he's coming for us. But unfortunately for us, none of those people who claim that they've seen Cain slash Bigfoot, they've never actually gotten any footage of him. So now that we know that Bigfoot and Cain are working for Satan in the Mormon world, I thought it would be interesting to talk just a little bit more about some of the folklore and Mormon urban legends regarding Satan. So I don't know if, probably a bunch of you have heard this, but I I think it's so funny. We got to talk about it. In Mormon culture, They say that Satan controls the water. And by that, they mean the large bodies of water. So oceans and lakes, rivers, that kind of thing. And there is a rule that missionaries, particularly, they are not allowed to ever swim. They can't go swimming because Satan controls the water. Now, that's what they say. (laughs) But my theory is if you're going to go swimming, you might see a pretty girl in a bathing suit and they may not want the missionaries getting all hot and bothered by that, but they will never say that. They'll say that it's for their own safety and the folklore is that Satan controls the water. And I thought it was very interesting because in Greek mythology, the waters were controlled by the god Poseidon. And Poseidon is depicted with his powerful trident, you know, the three-tipped spear. And he's often an antagonist, and he tries to sabotage or kill heroes in many of the myths. And it's very interesting that that Satan is kind of taking on those same qualities in in mormonism um so could i wonder if yeah he was if that was influenced by (laughs) by greek mythology but anyway just so you know don't invite the missionaries over to your house for a barbecue if you're gonna be swimming because they can't go swimming also mormons technically I, i don't think hardly any of them follow this but technically they're not supposed to play with face cards. (laughs) And I found some hilarious, hilarious quotes about this. They say, they've said in the past, they really don't talk about it now, but in the past they said that face cards were, 
were Satan's way of hypnotizing somebody. Um, <laughs> Joseph F. Smith said that card playing is an excessive pleasure. It's intoxicating and therefore in the nature of a vice. It is generally the companion of a cigarette and the wine glass and the latter lead to the pool room and the gambling hall. A deck of cards in the hands of a faithful servant of God is a satire upon religion. Bishops are charged with the responsibility for this evil, and it is their duty to see that it is abolished. And they go on to say um, that that basically it's the devil's way of very sneakily getting into your life. Because, you know, the devil's real sneaky like that, especially right now. Because it's Halloween time. <laughs> there are so many bizarre Mormon urban legends. But I just want to touch on one more. So I don't take up too much time. It's the legend of the three Nephites. Now, in Mormonism, the three Nephites are disciples of Jesus in the Book of Mormon. And they were blessed by Jesus to... N- quote, never taste of death. So apparently they are given the gift of immortality and they live forever. So in Mormon folklore, (laughs) they're still alive today. They are real people who are supposedly these three dudes alive on the earth. Uh, And I, I read a really, really funny story about, (laughs) about them where, because there's lots of different stories about people citing these three, these three men, the three Nephites, or these three men will help someone out if they're in need or things like that. But the funniest one that stood out to me was a story of two sister missionaries. They are going door to door, knocking on the doors, uh, you know, trying to proselytize. They knock on this man's door. He answers and they ask if they can come in and teach him a lesson about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Well, he says no. He he looks at them and he looks like he wants to invite them in, but he ends up saying no. And they're they're like, "Oh, okay, whatever." They leave. Well, come to find out later on, that man that didn't let them into his house, that was Ted Bundy the serial killer and when he was asked later on after he was caught and in prison (laughs) he was asked why didn't you let those mormon missionaries into your house you could have killed them and he said i was afraid of the three strong native american men standing behind them (laughs) which were supposedly supposedly the uh the three nephites but Obviously, all of that is bullshit. Ted Bundy never said that. None of that ever happened. It's just a Mormon folklore story that gets shared around at campfires. So, you know, it's easy for us to laugh about these things now, especially me. I find them fascinating and hilarious at the same time. But What's really scary about these things is that a lot of very gullible Mormons believe them. A lot of people are affected with this fear every day. They really, uh, 
And you know, it's not that that big of a leap when you think about it. They're really frightened by hell. They're frightened by Satan. They think that's real. And they think a lot of crazy things about Joseph Smith and about the Book of Mormon and about scripture. They believe those are real. So it's not that far of a leap for them to think that Satan is controlling the water or that Bigfoot is Cain and he's Satan's helper or any of those wild stories. It's pretty easy to see how in their minds they're not going to skepticize that because they haven't skepticized anything else about their religion. So, you know, with Halloween coming up, I think that's the scariest part is that people can really be deceived and they can believe these things. Um, But for us, they're just very interesting, humorous stories, and I hope that you enjoyed them as much as I did. I also want to ask you guys if you know any really interesting Mormon story, Mormon folklore stories, or anything you heard when you were growing up as a Mormon or that you've had a Mormon tell you, I want to hear them. Send them to me. You can send them to Sarah and I. You can send them on our Instagram Or you can also email us, which is nice because then you can write as much as you want. Our email address is notsomollymormonpodcast at gmail.com. Well, thank you for joining me for this special little Halloween episode of the Not So Molly Mormon Podcast mini episodes. And can't wait to catch you next time.